welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. A few people know that the Secret Service has not only far more to do than just protect the president. In fact, that's not even their primary job. Working under the Treasury Department, one of the major jobs of the Secret Service is to catch counterfeiters. Therefore, well, they have to learn how to recognize counterfeit money. The surprising thing is, the way they are trained to do this is not by studying counterfeit money, but rather by studying real currency. The better they know the real thing, the easier it becomes to spot the phony. Now, for today's program, we're going to focus on the epistle of Jude. You see, Jude knew the real thing. He was the real thing. And he could spot a spiritual counterfeit 50 pews away. And today he's going to tell us how we can spot counterfeit Christians or false teachers who, who may look like Christians on the outside, but are definitely not Christians on the inside. Christian author R.C. Sproul made this extremely strong observation. He said, we must not assume that because someone is a theological scholar that he is a Christian. We may not assume that because someone is an ordained minister, he is necessarily a Christian. Sadly, there are many people who enter the ministry for the wrong reasons. Some make theological skepticism a profession. There are those who are motivated to study Christian theology out of a burning desire to disprove, neutralize, or change Christianity. Natural man has enough enmity toward God to make a lifelong crusade against him. There is an enemy within the church. You see, Satan is just not just fighting churches today. He's joining them. And he has placed within many churches spiritual counterfeits. And every counterfeit has marks which distinguish it from the real thing. Jude here goes to the world of nature and looks at the sky above, the earth around, and the sea below to give us these marks of these false teachers. So how do you spot a counterfeit in Christianity? Well, point number one, they are dangerous like jagged rocks. Jude verse 12, here's what it says. These people are like jagged rocks just below the surface of the water waiting to snag you when they join your love feasts. They feast with you without reverence. So to understand what Jude was saying, you, you have to understand what a love feast was. Back in Bible days, Christians would meet together for what they called love feasts before they would celebrate the Lord's Supper. Now, there was no middle class at the time. You were either rich or you were poor. And the love feast was an opportunity for the rich to share what they had with the poor. 
And somehow, apparently, false teachers had crept into the church and they would, and they would come to these feasts, which really were meant to unite the church, and they would use these specific occasions to divide the church. Never forget that the devil has one thing in common. He wants to destroy the faith. He wants to destroy the fruitfulness. He wants to destroy the fellowship of the church. This verse here refers to hidden reefs, to rocks that, that lurk below the surface of the sea, ready to sink any ship that sails over them. And Jude is saying here that the, the church, well, the church was in danger of running aground on the rocks of apostasy that were hidden in the river of truth. No church is so strong that it can dare to chance running over the rocks of apostasy in its fellowship. You know, I was reading the other day about the Titanic. The hull of the Titanic weighed some 26,000 tons. It had a rudder that weighed 10 tons. The ship itself weighed like 46,000 tons. Its three anchors weighed 31 tons. It was 882 feet long, 11 stories high. Yet we know it brushed up against an iceberg, a hidden reef, a sunken rock, and it sank. Icebergs can vary in size from a large piano to a 10-story building and could be up to five miles long. But as many of us know, the amazing thing about an iceberg is that close to 90% of the mass is hidden below the sea surface. You see, counterfeits, they hide in the fellowship of the churches and then at the right time, they pop up just high enough to sink the good ship of grace that's sailing on this ocean of truth that is intending to bring people into the kingdom of God. Point number two, he says, they are hollow like waterless clouds. He continues in verse 12, they are waterless clouds carried along by the winds. One of the most amazing aspects of God's creation are those things we call clouds. Clouds are formed by vapor drawn up by the heat of the sun and have as their main function to provide rain for the earth. Now, clouds are very important and still are today in the Middle East because water is so scarce and rain is therefore so precious. And Jude refers here to the farmer who feels the winds and he sees the lightning and he hears the thunder, but the rain never comes. In other words, false teachers are just windbags. All heat and no light. All smoke and no fire. They promise much, but they deliver little. Solomon says in Proverbs 25 and verse 14... People who brag about a gift never given are like clouds and wind that produce no rain. Did you know that God's word is compared to rain? 
God himself said in Isaiah 55, beginning at verse 10, just as the rain and the snow come down from the sky and don't return there without watering the earth, making it conceive and yield plants and providing seed to the sower and food to the eater, so is my word that comes from my mouth. It does not return to me empty. Instead, it does what I want and accomplishes what I intend. The only thing the false teacher can bring is the drought of doubt. False teacher has no confidence in the word of God. No message from the word of God. You see, people are hungry. That's what I see. And, and they need hot bread baked in the oven of the word of God. And people are thirsty. And they need the living water that flows from the fountain of the word of God. But Jude says these clouds, they're, they're, they're carried about by the wind. In other words, you know, they may preach the latest liberal fad rather than the plain word of God. Remember this about dry clouds. The only thing a dry cloud does is block the sun. What false teachers do is block the sun. S-O-N, sun. Waterless clouds, they only do two things. They bring drought and they bring darkness. Point number three, he says, they are like fruitless trees. Jude continues in the verse, fruitless autumn trees, twice dead, uprooted. Now, there are many things you can do with a dead tree. You can prune it, you can cut it, you can burn it, chop it, stack it, but you can't get fruit from it. You see, a false teacher is all leaves and no fruit. A false teacher can pick fruit, steal fruit, buy fruit and eat fruit, but a false teacher cannot bear fruit. You see, a false teacher may be mentally aware and intellectually alive, but they're spiritually dead. The reason for that is they are uprooted. And this proves that their faith was counterfeit. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 22, it says... But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. And then Jesus says in Matthew chapter 15 in verse 13, he says, Every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant shall be uprooted. See, the reason why a false teacher is fruitless is because they are rootless. Only those who have a spiritual root will ever be able to bear spiritual fruit. They bear no fruit because they have no root. Never forget this. The difference between the counterfeit and the genuine is in faith 
and in fruit. Jeremiah puts it this way in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes. But its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. Point number four, these false teachers, they are dangerous like wild waves. Jude continues in verse 13. Wild waves of the sea foaming up their own shame. Now let me tell you something. My absolute favorite place in the world to be is at the ocean. The ocean to me is so peaceful and when the ocean is calm. It's so clear and so clean. But if you've ever been at the ocean after a storm has come and the bottom is all stirred up, you can see that it is both dirty and dangerous. You walk into the water when it's calm and it may be, appear to be clean on the surface, but oftentimes there is filth and, and refuse at the bottom that has been revealed by the storm. Now, I remember visiting Biloxi, Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina had come through. The beach, it was littered with filth that had been washed up and belched ashore. And that is the picture that Jude is painting for us here. He must have been thinking about a verse in Isaiah chapter 57, verse 20, where it says this, But the wicked are like the churning sea that can't keep still. They churn up from their waters muck and mud. You see, there's great turmoil in the heart of a false teacher. They're not at peace either with themselves or with the truth of God. When you confront the lives of a false teacher with the truth of God's word, what is down at the bottom of the ocean floor of their hearts will always come churning to the top. That's when you realize just how deadly and dangerous these false teachers really are. Point number five, he says they are useless like a wandering star. Verse 13, Jude. Wandering stars from whom the darkness of the underworld is reserved forever. You know, stars were never made to wander. Judges chapter 5, and verse 20. The stars fought from heaven... From their courses, they fought against Sisera. The word courses here literally means path or, or orbit. Stars have orbits just like planets. But every now and then, you see what is called a, a meteor or a, or a shooting star. What's happened? It, it has left its appointed orbit. It's created path. 
and it begins to go its own way. And these shooting stars, they flash for a moment, but eventually they flame out, they crash and they burn. Shooting stars are always brighter than the surrounding stars, but just for a moment. Their brilliance is short-lived. Soon they burn out and they're gone forever. And here the Bible says that these false teachers, they're just like shooting stars. They go up like a rocket, but they come down like a rock. They flash across the theological sky for just a moment and then they flame out. Never to be seen, never to be heard from again. I heard about a young sailor who wanted to become captain of his own ship. He went down to see an old sea captain one time to get some advice on how to master the seas. He said, Captain, what is the greatest single lesson you can teach me so that I can be as good a captain as you? He said, young man, the greatest lesson you'll ever learn is this. The best friend of the sailor is the star. But never forget, the only stars to follow are those who stay in their orbits and never change their position. Well, that's not only great nautical advice, but it's also great spiritual advice. Jude here is warning us not to hitch our wagons to falling stars. Just as the stars in our solar system revolve around the sun, we too are revolve, to revolve around the sun. But, but not the sun, S-U-N, but the sun, S-O-N, Jesus, the, the son of righteousness. And we are to find our orbit around him. When we stay close to His light, when we make Him the center of our lives, when we orbit around Him, then we will find true purpose and true meaning in life. You know, a true believer is to be opposite in every way from a false teacher. In, instead of being hidden rocks, 1 Peter chapter 2 says we're to be living stones. Instead of being waterless clouds, John 7 says we are to be bubbling springs. Instead of being dead trees, John 15 says we are to be fruitful branches. Instead of being raging waves, Isaiah 48 says we are to be peaceful rivers. Instead of being darkened stars, Daniel 12 says we are to be glistening luminaries. Not only are we to battle for the Bible, we are to build upon the Bible. Do you know that every time, every time you read the Bible, you are strengthening the foundation of your faith? Bible study, it's uh, spiritual weightlifting. The more you read it, the stronger you become. I want you to remember something. The devil is not afraid of a Bible that has dust on it. A person who won't read his Bible 
is no better than a person who doesn't own a Bible. You know, John Calvin once said, it is impossible for man to obtain even the minutest portion of light and sound doctrine without being a disciple of this book. Your faith will never be any stronger than its foundation. That's why Paul said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Moody said, I prayed for faith and thought that someday faith would come down and strike me like lightning. But faith did not seem to come. Then one day I read where faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I had closed my Bible and prayed for faith. I now open my Bible, begin to study, and my faith has been growing ever since. You know, several years ago, President George Bush spoke at a prayer breakfast. And this is when, this is the elder Bush, he was vice president. He told the group of a trip he took to Russia to represent the United States at the funeral of Brezhnev. The funeral, he said, was very precise, very stoic, extremely communistic. No tears were shed. No emotion was displayed with one exception. Vice President Bush told how Brezhnev's widow, well, she was the last person to witness the body before the coffin was closed. And for, for several seconds, she stood at his side. Then she reached down and performed the sign of the cross on her husband's chest. In the hour of her husband's death, with the entire communistic world watching, she did not turn to Lenin, to Karl Marx, to Stalin or to Khrushchev. Instead, she turned to a Nazarene carpenter who lived 2,000 years ago and who said, I am the light of the world. You know, Satan can counterfeit preachers, but he can't counterfeit the gospel. He can counterfeit theology, but he cannot counterfeit truth. He can even counterfeit churches, but he cannot counterfeit Jesus. Because Jesus, he's the real thing. Let us pray. Gracious God, lovingly, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and the kindness that you show us. And in your love and mercy, you have provided us with the truth. Thy word, Jesus said, is truth. I pray that each and every person within the sound of my voice may ground themselves in truth. As a result, have their faith strengthened and not fall for the counterfeits that Satan sets out before us. Please bless each and every viewer. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, we've come to that point in our program where we have our free offer for our viewers each and every week. We'd like to uh, share some in information with you, a book or some resource just to add to your spiritual library. And today is no exception. We have this wonderful book. We've offered it before, but we've gotten such positive feedback. We'd like to offer it again. It's called Expect a Miracle. He will do it for you. It's, uh, it's not a long book. It's maybe, a, I don't know, 150 pages or so. But it's powerful, powerful reading. And we'd like to offer this book to you as a gift. There's no obligation whatsoever on your part. The book will arrive in the mail free of charge. And uh, all you have to do is accept it. You will never receive an invoice for this book. If you'd like to order this book, if you'd like to have it in your home, pay close attention to this information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Let me thank you so much for joining us, and let me encourage you to share our program with your friends and with your family to facilitate that you can go to our website, l4ltv.com. All of our programs are listed there, and you can use then the website to share the programs with your friends and family. Uh, you can also get some additional resources there on our website. You can find out where I'll be appearing live, and you can even make a donation to keep the ministry on the air. We are a charitable organization. Uh, therefore, your donations are eligible for a tax-deductible receipt. Let me remind you of our social media presence. Instagram, every day I put out a one-minute devotional video. You can get that by following me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. You can like us on our Facebook page. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to our podcast where you can hear all of the programs. Um, and so lots of ways that you can stay connected with our ministry. Before we go, I want to remind you also of the MissionNowCanada.com website, which is the part of our ministry that goes overseas and does humanitarian work. Check out that website, and maybe you're going to want to join us on an upcoming trip, or you'd like to make a donation that we can serve others in far-off lands. We are completely out of time. Let me thank you again for joining us. 
I look forward to being with you again next time. God bless you. We'll see you then.